Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Everyone's happy, safe, and well. Welcome back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to the leaders and customer channel and brand loyalty who are on the front lines about the technology, trends, and best practices that they are seeing with their clients that impact the ability of brands to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, drive customer loyalty. In the month of June, we embarked on a mini series of loyalty live sessions, looking at the evolving nature of customer experience and how brands can meet and exceed these changing consumer expectations to achieve more brand loyal advocates, and most importantly, to drive deeper customer loyalty in the months and years to come. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Rachel Bicking, who is a Chief Digital Officer at Tenerity. Rachel, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Happy to be here. Great. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, we like to start off these sessions to get to know the people we're speaking with, get a little uh, more insight about what you do and who you are. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your background and your role with the organization? Yeah, I'd love to. So I am currently the Chief Digital Officer at Tenerity. You know, as we refocused our brand to deliver on our promise of profitable loyalty, especially now with the digital transformation that the pandemic and modernization has brought, we realized that the speed that we needed to deliver new capabilities was not how we were currently allocated. So in order to best serve our clients and have the latitude to create differentiated products at scale, we combined marketing data analytics, our product management and all of our engineering into a single organization, which I lead. Um, previous to Tenerity, I worked in the loyalty space at both Epsilon and CX Loyalty. And I've been in MarTech data analytics, both SaaS and previous companies, uh, starting out my career post MBA, actually in healthcare IT. Okay, great. Uh, good to know uh, kind of that, that the depth of knowledge you have. Having spoken with you in the past, uh, you bring kind of a unique uh, set of insights and perspectives to the industry. So it's always uh, good to reconnect for sure. Appreciate uh, that. On a personal note, we also like to know a little fun fact about uh, you. We've had people that have been into extreme skiing. Uh, we had someone who was born in the Philippines and dropped off on the uh, steps of the church two days later. We have people that uh, like to sail. You know, do, you, do you have a passion or something that uh, you uh, enjoy doing? Yeah, so, so I am super passionate about athletics and sports. And I'll say my my fun sport fact is that I have been to all but one Major League Baseball stadium. And I was planning on it, but unfortunately, like many other people in, in situations, the pandemic uh, pushed that till 2022. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, that's, that's a lot of baseball stadiums. What's your favorite stadium? Uh, favorite stadium is Camden Yards, though my favorite team is, of course, the Yankees. Okay, good. All right, good. So uh, from your perspective, you know, as a thought leader in this industry, uh, you know, how has customer experience changed and evolved in the, the recent months and years, obviously going through uh, COVID-19? But, uh, you know, kind of before that, how, how is customer experience evolving and changing? Yeah, so I mean, COVID-19 didn't necessarily shift anything so egregiously. It more accelerated trends that were already occurring into a period of time that had you know, yet been unseen. So when we think about digital transformation over the last year, I think there's a couple of really key trends for customer experience that were super critical. You know, first being that we weren't beholden to this in-customer, in-person experience meaning that we were focused digital first all the time. 
And what that allows us to do and what we've been pushing for, and of course, given my background in, in analytics and machine learning, is really treating each customer individually, hyper-personalized, every experience can be different, and you don't have that burdensome constraint of having to have the in-store consistency. Every single customer can be treated independently. But with that promise of digital transformation, it's also created hyper-awareness over privacy and all of the information that's being exchanged on the web. So what, what it's really those two kind of facts and, and trends coming together has brought us to a realization that privacy, hyper-personalization combined gives us a need for this value exchange um, in the customer experience that I think a lot of organizations had flirted with before, but maybe not formalized. No, you're absolutely so, right. And I think too, as you know, with uh, everything that's going on with uh, the fights between Google and, and Facebook yeah. and Apple and Facebook, uh, Apple getting rid of, of kind of pixels in their emails and, and the cookies going away, I, having uh, kind of a, a true uh, and effective customer loyalty program is very important. We actually are getting ready to release our first ever quarterly analyst update. And one of the things that we talk about in there is that even the IAB is recommending right now, and Google recommended uh, recommends that you have a true CRM, but more customer experience, customer loyalty program, because that explicit permission that's there really allows you to engage the audience in a, in a, in a standard manner with all the disruption that's continuing to go on in, in other parts of MarTech. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we've also learned that, you know, just asking for customers for their data, asking them for what interests them gamifying the experience, making it engaging and immersive is a far better way than trying to infer or purchase data that one might be outdated, two might not be contextualized, and three might simply be inaccurate. So uh, it's all coming together. And I do think loyalty programs and engagement programs are the vehicle to achieve that. Okay, great. So when you look at uh, the importance of customer experience, a number of brands struggle with that. You know, we see that in our, our member community, uh, customer loyalty is very important to them, but there can be dichotomies in organizations on, on how they look at customer loyalty. Is it a program or is it true focus, right? Is customer loyalty kind of the, the most important uh, facet of their marketing operation? And those who have that focus you do very well, as you know, uh, at least that's what we see. But some organizations struggle to understand the importance of customer experience. You know, how do you uh, kind of work with your clients to make sure they understand the importance of customer experience, help them deliver the relevant, uh, timely, engaging experiences and, and opportunities and content for their customers to drive customer loyalty? You know, how do you kind of help bring that message to them? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think first loyalty is an outcome. Um, whether it's a it's a program or not, loyalty is the ultimate in outcome with engagement being a key metric to achieve that outcome. And for me and for our organization, thinking about the customer experience and really drilling into all of the data that we have about that customer experience enables us to deliver loyalty as an outcome. So I think first, we always look to make sure our bases are covered. So thinking about some of those digital metrics like customer effort score, is it as, is, is the customer getting to what they need to get to as easy as they should? Or is it seamless in a way? That prerequisite value, especially now with all the options that are out there, you have to do those, those seamless items, the operations of things correctly and make sure that any problem that might happen is being resolved excellently. 
but then really taking that the next level and creating an experience that isn't just engaging, but is exciting and elevated in a way that is immersive and keeps customers coming back. I think the, the concept of the past where everybody talked about the right message, the right time, the right channel, and really focused on consistency is to some degree getting antiquated. And what we really need to think about is discovery and excitement and providing uh, something new for customers to reach out to and new reasons to come back. Okay, great. When you look at uh, kind of the digital, digital acceleration, I'll get that out, that uh, marketers went through, uh, same thing there. Some did it very well, right? Some view the pandemic as an opportunity to uh, fix pieces of their kind of integrated, uh, kind of automated, automated uh, communication pro- platforms, right? To make sure they work, but some didn't, right? Some struggled with understanding technology and and making yeah. sure that, that that they get things to work, right? So they didn't have the the bench strength, or they may not have had a partner like uh, you know, Tenarity to help them. So when you look at that uh, kind of that acceleration of, of digital, the, the focus on digital. You know, what considerations do you look at for brands? Is it level sophistication? Is it their uh, level of uh, technology sophistication, their bench strength? Because there is kind of a dichotomy between, you know, different organizations, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, to that comment, the technology has existed for some time now, but the technology is not necessarily new. It, it's just the adoption of that technology and the widespread application and usage of it. So, you know, streaming technologies have been around for so long. They've been used in oil drilling for, you know, decades. It's the application and the widespread use of how we bring those into the ecosystem. But from a change management perspective, it's how do we trust both the technology and the analytics to run in a way that is automated and headless to some degree. So, you know, when we look especially about personalization and optimization, a lot of times, you know, traditional kind of marketing campaigns are run by taking analytics and backtracking them, uh, decoupling them to segmenting. So you're taking something personalized and you're actually turning it into a segment. That change management, I think, of trusting that machine learning is working and allowing the marketers and the teams to really focus on the strategy, the content, the design, how we want to deliver our brand promise to those customers and making sure those offers are appropriate and then letting some of the machine learning and technology components focus on adapting that in real time and letting loose some of that control so that we have humans kind of mitigating and understanding the strategy and letting the machine understand and adapt and do that last 20% to make sure it's super relevant and super immersive I think that that's that balance and that trust factor that's that digital acceleration has really uh, created to make paramount. Okay. You talked about some of the like, technology challenges and opportunities getting them to work and just uh, enabling them if they have the right technology to, to focus on the strategy, right? To focus on differentiation of, of their offering uh, consistent with the brand and brand promise. You know, what other things can brands do to you know, reduce barriers to participation in programs and their customer loyalty, customer experience efforts? Yeah, I, I think there's there's five pretty key things here. First, they just need to make it easy, right? Enrollment is sometimes complex. Make these things as easy as possible and as seamless as possible. And I think, secondly, they have to make that proposition clear and exciting, right? Not anything that's confusing. 
um, something that everyone can understand at first glance. Third, I think from a redemption perspective and a content perspective, we need to make sure that that's switching it up, that there, there's a gamified aspect to it, that everybody is not only interested in the content they're provided, but also how to get to that content. Fourth, I think the value exchange has to be clear. We talked a little bit about privacy. We talked a little bit about how customers are giving data in exchange for something. And I think that value exchange overarchingly needs to be very clear and transparent to customers to not only create and continue that sense of trust, but to make sure that they feel that connection to the brand. And then lastly, when we talk about one-to-one -one interactions and communications, I think that ongoing methodology has to be really well thought out, making sure the cadence isn't something that's predictable. It's uh, something that you can do based on both triggers as well as timing and understanding that that mix between both channels and timing is, is the way that you can best deliver your message to your customers. Okay. When you look at those, those five key considerations, are there other best practices that, that you advise uh, to brands who are you know, designing, developing, and kind of implementing uh, customer experience strategies for their customers? Yeah, I mean, in addition to that flawless experience, I think there, there's this concept that we were talking about earlier around just being more exciting to drive repeat usage. With, with digital transformation, we realize that we're not really just competing for share of wallet, we're competing for share of attention. And that means that you need to not only be, you know, a single player in this space, but offer multiple options so that that share of attention, when a customer has to give it, they keep coming back to your brand over and over, which means they're getting enough that's exciting, focused on discovery and eliminating the fatigue if you're just providing the same thing over and over and over again. So that means really, you know, stepping things up, revisiting the brand promise, thinking about the intrinsic value, gamification, thinking about the way you utilize communities, social components, driving advocacy, but more than anything else, making it exciting. Okay. When you look at uh, the need to be in the quote unquote right channel at the right time, right? That be in the channel the customer wants. And that's something we hear more about. It's kind of a banal term. Uh, it kind of beat to death, but it, it has obviously some impact, right? Uh, making sure that, that, that you're in the right channel at the right time with the right message. Uh, that personalization piece can be very difficult. Uh, if you especially don't have the right technology because you're including together you know, disparate parts of technology or using your CDP or data lake, your customer loyalty platform, your yes. CRM platform, it can be very challenging, right? So when you look at that, uh, when they have um, uh, multiple technology silos, whatever you want to call them, and how, how do you help brands uh, especially when you talk about gamification, leverage the data points they have, understanding the customers, which means listening to them, and then engage in an automated manner throughout these different channels. Yeah, so I mean, this is something I'm super passionate about. I, I, I just think this concept of a, a channel to some degree is dead, right? Channel does not drive a marketing communication or a message. The message is best viewed by a, an individual in a channel. So a channel is simply one of the dimensions, one of the variables of the decision that we're making to customers at all times. And you know, we like to think about instead of being omni-channel, we like to think about being channel agnostic. So 
given the context of a customer, given their preferences, given the type of offer, given maybe their geolocation, time of day, you know, a limited set of inventory, all of the dimensions and variables that go into the decision that comes out, the channel is one of those components. So assuming that we can align the technology in a way where channel becomes one of those decision components, and then it simply becomes the execution arm of this, now we have an integrated strategy where we can better choreograph that customer journey across all channels, thinking about that slightly differently. Okay. And uh, obviously a, a great uh, time to be in the industry, very fluid, uh, lots of great opportunities for brands. Where do you think the customer experience uh, will go over the next six months to a year, maybe even five years out? Uh, a focus on AI, uh, ML, uh, neural networks. Where do you see uh, kind, of the, uh, kind of the industry going and you know, how should uh, brands uh, choose the right partner, find the right partner to, to help you know, with the, the agility needs they're going to have? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think I'm going to answer this in, in two ways. One, first, choosing the right partner, you're choosing a solid technology platform that's focused on adaptation. So we're looking, you know, cloud-based, streaming, real-time first, dynamic content enabled, all those great buzzwords that, you know, we all like to talk about, but making sure that technology stack is agile, it's able to be deployed really quickly, it can be, uh, you know, modularized so that you can bring in different pieces and parts and really fit that architecture to make the most sense of what each client already has in-house and what they need. And once you have that right technology platform that, again, can adapt very, very rapidly, you've got the right data model and the right way of thinking about data to normalize it. And then you have the right machine learning on top of it. In some cases, just analytics, not even machine learning, but just that predictive capability um, on both the customer side and the content side. We want to talk about both of those because they're both super critical here. Then I think you can adapt to any customer need. So, you know, we are constantly getting feedback, not only from our customers, but we're also scouring the web and taking in all of that unstructured data um, compiling it, understanding trends, and in this case, right, cryptocurrencies, sustainability, how are we bringing in these new cool things into our loyalty programs? And because of the way that we're architected as a platform, it's not a hard process. That's one release, you know, a couple of weeks to bring these things in. So I, I truly don't think we can necessarily predict what the customer experience is going to be in five years. But I think if you have the right underlying uh, technology platform, you don't have to because you just have to have the capability to listen and the capability to adapt. And then if something cool comes up that we don't even know about yet, it, it's not hard to bring that into your uh, your architecture. Okay, great. Well, uh, as always, it's great talking with you. Great uh, getting and understanding what Tenerity is working on, some things you're doing, uh, you know, your experience and your uh, kind of insight into how you're helping other brands uh, should be uh, a great deal of insight for you know, the marketers who are struggling there. So it's great uh, getting to connect with you again and, and uh, you know, hearing what you're seeing. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening. And look forward to having you back, I think, next Tuesday for our next edition of Lordsy Live. Thank you very much.